Welcome to Indie Audio, the audio version of The Independent. To listen to past episodes of Indie Audio, go to independent.org. That's I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T.org. If you like what you hear, please help support The Independent by going to our webpage and donating or becoming a subscriber. Venezuela at the Brink, an article by Vanessa Baird. Nicolas Maduro is hardly a model leader or Democrat, nor is he very impressive on the economics front. But whatever you think of him, the decision on whether he stays or goes as Venezuela's president belongs to the people of that crisis-ridden South American country and them alone. It is most emphatically not that of any foreign power. The recent statement by U.S. Vice President Mike Pence that the United States was recognizing opposition National Assembly Leader Juan Guaido as the self-proclaimed interim president of Venezuela was a flagrant violation of international rules. The governments of Canada, Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina are little better for jumping on the U.S. bandwagon. As writer and academic, Miguel Tinker Salas points out, the UN Charter Article 2 subheaded 4 reads, All members shall refrain in their international relations from the threat or the use of force against the territorial integrity or political independence of any state or in any other manner inconsistent with the purposes of the United Nations. Article 19 of the Organization of American States Charter, to which the U.S. and its regional allies are signatories, states that no state or group of states have the right to intervene, directly or indirectly, for whatever reason, in the internal or external affairs of any other state. The foregoing principle prohibits not only armed force, but also any other form of interference or attempted threat against the personality of the state, or against its political, economic, and cultural elements. Venezuela is living through surreal times. Once the richest country on the continent, able to help poor regional neighbors like Cuba and Bolivia with supplies of cheap oil, today its people struggle to buy food, let alone medicine. Inflation was a staggering 1.3 million percent in November of 2018. The International Monetary Fund predicts it will reach 10 million percent this year. U.S. sanctions have not helped, but are not alone to blame for the country's extraordinary economic woes. For the past 40 years, successive governments have mismanaged the country's oil wealth via a toxic and divisive politics of clientelism. Revenues from oil were used to buy votes and political advantage. When in power, the right governed for their middle and upper class backers and ignored the poor. When in power, the left, under Hugo Chavez, did the same in reverse building houses, and creating programs for their mainly working-class supporters. Neither political tendency bothered to create a diverse economy to wean the nation off its dangerous over-reliance on a single commodity whose global price was subject to fluctuations, and the sharp decline in the price of oil coincided with the lamentable rule of Nicolas Maduro, which began when Chavez died in 2013. Today, Venezuela is sitting on the world's largest oil reserve. This is an important fact to keep in mind as events unravel over the next days, weeks, and months. It is key to its international relationship with the rest of the world, including the United States. Russia, heavily invested in Venezuelan oil, is backing Maduro. China is strongly opposing foreign interference in Venezuela's affairs, while Germany appears to be supporting the 35-year-old engineer, Guaido, and calling for new elections. Rather than backing sides, deepening divisions, and upping the risk of serious violence, foreign states would do better to back initiatives, such as those put forward by Uruguay, the Vatican, and the UN Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, that have sought to heal the deep political and social wounds in Venezuela. This clip was produced by Aaron Sheridan.